0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. It's
1: midweek on the way to Super Bowl 55, Chiefs Kingdom. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. Welcome back to the show and welcome to all you new listeners. For those of you who don't know, this has been a long-running podcast. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, where we do draft athleticism work. Uh, as well as your host at RGR Football, where we do film breakdowns and those kind of things. And we've been covering this team for so long to be in a position right now to have a second Super Bowl on hand. Chris, I know you've looked at this from every angle all through, uh, what is it, six, seven years now. Um, I'm kind of surprised that we're here almost.
0: You know, at this point, I am surprised we're here from a podcast perspective. Uh, I'm not really surprised that Chiefs are here, basically on the way that they've been playing and the team that they are and the way that they're set up. What I will say, though, is when you start looking at what this roster has been from when Andy Reid came in to what it is now, I think it, they've really changed the way things have have worked, and I think that that's a fantastic way for they're doing it the right way. Uh, and I do think that this team is going to be set up for uh, the future very long term, uh, not just because of Mahomes, but because of some of the other contracts that they've got with players. And honestly, one thing I did mention on Twitter the other day, one guy that they definitely need to get taken care of in this offseason, Tyron Matthew. He needs to get an extension. He's only got one year left after this year.
1: It's interesting that you bring up Tyron because you're right. I mean, he's such the focus of the defense, and that's where they have to go. It's, It's something that I think will get worked out. I have no doubt in it, just when. And I think getting through this game and having somebody on the other side that Used to be at a level where he got a contract, you know, similar, at least in average per um, year. I think he's coming off of that. And if we can get Sammy Watkins back on the field, I think he's got a shot to come back for this team again. And it looks like he's iffy at this point.
0: Yeah, and I think he's going to play. I think that it's all just gamesmanship on their part. I think that you look at it and the fact that he is one of the guys that they seem to be focusing on when you start talking about the players taking pictures. Some people don't want to read into that. To me, I say that it means he's going to be available and he's going to be ready to go. He knows that this game means a lot to him for his paycheck as well, so he's going to do everything he can get, he can do to be available for it. Uh, and honestly, that's what it, really what it comes down to for a lot of guys. There's a lot of free agents that are going into this game that if they play well, they could get a big payday in the offseason in a season that's going to be hard to get a big payday because of COVID and because of the reduced salary cap.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And even those that don't get a big payday, if you perform well now and you end up on the street because of having to get under the cap, I think this game of all others obviously makes a bigger argument for somebody else to bring you in and fight off that competition. It's going to be key in the coming free agency frenzy that we will talk about when it happens here in the next few weeks.
0: But thankfully, we don't have to talk about it this week.
1: Knock on wood. <laughs> but the interesting thing for me is not only can you make your mark, but you can live up to your expectation. That's something that I think the ongoing discussion with all of the Super Bowl stuff, and I'm going to talk to Matt here in a few minutes about just how much volume there is this week, and it's hard to cover everything. But one thing that stood out is that, uh, again, the comments on what they need to do from the Tampa Bay Bucks seem to perturb me. Did anything stand out to you?
0: You know, honestly, their corner Davis that tried to guard Tyreek Hill uh, the first time around. Yeah, good luck on that one. Uh, it's it's funny. He comes out and says that he's not going to change what he does. He's going to do the same thing that he did last time and and watch out for Sunday. Okay, well, I hope you do the exact same thing he did the last time. Uh, 200 and some yards and three touchdowns in the first quarter. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, uh, Tyreek's whole family is hoping he does that because that's, mm-hmm.
0: um, that's a payday. He he'll, he'll will be the MVP at that point if that happens. And the other thing I will say is that you know if you want to try to compare let's let's think about this for a moment tyree Kill jumped out to have a three touchdown lead the chiefs jumped out to a huge lead in the first quarter alone against tampa bay and then they basically just coasted if you want to look at that that game in week 12 i believe it was and say that that you know has a lot of uh implications for this week i think you're wrong kansas city they're not i don't expect them to get out to a you know, a huge lead like they did that first time. And if they do, they're not going to hold off and only score less than 30 points.
1: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. And We're going to talk X's and O's, what we think is going to happen, honestly, what we think should happen in terms of play on the field for our Friday show. If you're not a regular listener, go ahead and get subbed over there on iTunes or listen on uh, Spotify and follow there because Friday's going to be a big show as we get ready for this Super Bowl And that play out of Davis and that defense, I do expect to change. He might still be in man, but he's definitely going to have a safety over the top of him to protect him from what happened last time. We're going to get into that and other details coming up here on the backside of this with Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It is a special. It is the last week of the NFL season for these Kansas City Chiefs, and so the regular Wednesday ritual is going to continue at least right now and then I'm sure he'll take a long vacation. Matt Derrick, ChiefsDigest.com. Check out everything over there. But uh, how you keeping
2: together, bud? I'm uh, not keeping together at all. So not keeping together. Been a busy week. Uh, I, a very, very cryptic hint. I've been working on a project that hopefully Chiefs fans will get to see after the game. Knock on wood. Which has been keeping me busy. And I'm slowly coming up for air. But this is the absolute busiest week of my year. every you know I, every year I say now for two years in a
1: row. <laughs> right right now it's a ca- common standard, right? Um, that's not the only one, folks. I have a short film that's going to debut on probably Wednesday night on the RGR channels. so check that out too. Um, that said, big projects set aside for the moment. Let's focus on what we've been doing the last couple of days, and that is, you know, trying to have eight sets of ears at any one given time. Um, I know this is really trippy, especially for you having been to the the circus itself when it's a regular media day for the Super Bowl. How do you feel like this is going?
2: You know, in uh, some ways, actually, it's much better to me. I mean, I, you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, everybody probably heard my rants about Super Bowl opening night on Monday, that if that thing just went in the dumpster, it would not bother me at all. Um, Because it's just uh, it's the most bizarre thing in the world. And frankly, the best stuff that you get on Super Bowl opening night is not on TV or on the podiums or anything, because, you know, during a regular year when they do this. Yeah, you've got nine, 12 guys at podiums and cameras on them and everything like that. But then every other player and assistant coach and some personnel people are just wandering around. Mm-hmm. So you just get to hit them up and talk to them on the side. And that's the best part about Super Bowl week. So the podium stuff is actually much more organized and there's less nonsense. I mean, you still get people who don't know the teams that they cover and you get some entertainment reporters, you know, and you get some questions from Mars, like Brendan Daly asked, being asked about Clyde Edwards Hilaire and whether or not he was healthy. and. <laughs> Defensive line coach doesn't really have a whole lot of answers about that for you. Nope. Not my job. But <laughs> you still get a little bit of that. But gosh, the 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 one-on-ones with guys on the side. I mean, you know, last year I had great conversation with Mike Frazier. Um, you know, really got to, you know, learn a little bit more about the analytics that the Chiefs use. Um, was really looking forward to maybe, you know, getting to do that again this year with some guys that are behind the scenes. And but this is not that Super Bowl for that. So hopefully one day in the future. We'll get back to somewhat sense of normalcy. But in the meantime, you know, the the NFL, the Chiefs have been doing a pretty good job, you know, this Super Bowl. So we will take it,
1: you know, and, and overall, not only doing a good job, but I think doing a very good job of being generally positive without being disrespectful to their opponent. That's like my general takeaway from everyone. How do you feel?
2: Yeah, there. I don't know if there's been a whole lot of trash talking. I mean, really, at this point, I think the only thing that could be construed as bullet and board material of any kind is maybe, you know, the whole Jean-Pierre Paul not knowing who Mike Rimmers is. But that's just JPP. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that that much bullet and board material. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, and you know what? The fact is, there's a lot of respect between these teams. It's not like there's a whole lot of hatred. I mean the The only rivalry that you thought might exist was Chris Jones and Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and then Chris Jones was all hype you know complimentary so no there's 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 not really a whole lot of you know digs or anything this year, and maybe that's a little bit by the nature of the the situation because maybe if these guys were down in in Florida and and, and you know a little bit more up close and personal, maybe it would be more personal, yeah, you bump into somebody, those things
1: kind of show up again. I think it's also a bit of cloak and dagger. I've been impressed with especially the younger players in Tampa Bay, like trying to throw out disinformation about their game plan and things like that. And the Chiefs have been very straightforward, like, hey, we're going to do what we do. Good luck covering it." Um, is that how you feel about the way they should be going about this?
2: Well, that's a little bit how the Chiefs are every single week anyway. But, you know, mm-hmm. part of that's because they know that they've got a 400 you know page playbook than that they couldn't run every single play in every single season if they had to. So, yeah, they're, they're, they've got a little bit more stuff to work with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even the Chiefs will be a little bit cloak and dagger. For instance, if you've been able in the what? Thirty six media availabilities or whatever we've had so far and you've had anybody tell you who is starting at right tackle then you are one up on the rest of us because Andy Heck, Eric Enemy, Andrew Wiley, Andy Reid, nobody's taking the bite to tell us who's starting where on that offensive line on Sunday. Right. I mean, but take a step back. There's no reason for Andrew Wiley to be
1: in a media event unless he's starting. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you got to take the bigger picture with that sometimes, right? Because I don't think they're going to say anything.
2: Well, you never know, because uh, sometimes the availabilities of who's on these podiums seems almost at random. So <laughs> <laughs> I never read too much into anything. Well, I,
1: I find it interesting because I do expect him to be out there at right tackle. I don't think they have a a, a more viable option, especially when you go back and look at the Saints game against what I think in Cam Jordan uh, being the better player than either of these ends that he's going to face in this Super Bowl, um, I think you could take away and, and balance that there. Now, no disrespect to those guys; they have facets that can definitely get the better of them, Shaq Barrett in particular. But I mean, am I off base on that, or was the game that Wiley put in a right tackle against the Saints really the high water mark here?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, and I look at it even a little bit more holistically and everything about what is the best line that this team's going to have. I mean, we know Mike Rimmers is starting at left tackle. I mean, that's he's just their best left tackle that they've got standing. So that's a given, even though the Chiefs won't tell you that. I'll tell you that you know, Mike Rimmers is going to start left tackle. Um, But I look at it as, you know, what is that best side of the right, that right side of the line? Is it Andrew Wiley and Martinez Rankin? Is it Andrew Wiley at right, I mean, with Wiley being at right guard is it and, and ranking at tackle, is it Wiley at guard and Yasir Durant at tackle, or is it Stefan Wisniewski at right guard and Andrew Wiley at right tackle? And that, to me, is the best offensive line combo. I mean, that's, of, of those mixes, I mean, that's got to be the best combo. So, I mean, I think that question almost answers itself. I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe the Chiefs are going to surprise us. They've had two weeks to figure some things out. So if they wanted to do things differently, they could. And, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised, even, even though um, the pool reporter, who is our good friend, Herbie Teope, um, is prohibited from technically from reporting, you know, lineups <laughs> and everything. Correct? Uh, I still wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs at practice are still, you know, mixing guys in there just to try and confuse everybody. Yeah, because there will be somebody that sees something and the word will get around. Um, there's, media, I have, I mean, there's 50 people at these practices. I have a
1: proposition for you. So why don't they in the in the scope of just trying to put your best team on the field? Wiz a guard, wily a tackle, and Rankin as the sixth offensive lineman. Just stay with that all day.
2: <laughs> just go, you know. Just uh, this basically that's your twelve personnel. It's yeah. Martinez I'm, Rankin as as that extra tied in eligible yeah. tied in there, right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you know, they're worse teams, right? If they're, they're going to run the football in certain situations, it uh, wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing in the world. Um, it's not the worst idea I've heard. I mean, you know, I mean, it would certainly still give them a little bit of flexibility, but, you know, and, and I think there's been a lot of talk about how the Chiefs are going to address that with the, with the offensive line and, and all the injuries. And, you know, and I keep coming back to the fact that, you know, you, you hit it on the head earlier. I mean, Chiefs are going to do what they do. So I, I think that they probably feel comfortable enough that with the RPOs, with the misdirection with the things that they do on a normal basis. Anyway, I think they feel like that's going to be enough that they're not going to have to go too creative that, you know, going to have to be putting, you know, two and three tight ends out there at a time. Uh, I know you'd love to see Anthony Sherman out there in some two back sets. Most of the, most of the oh, evening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, they might do subtle things like maybe you see a little bit more Daryl Williams mm-hmm. than, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire if they need a little bit of blocking help. But I don't think the Chiefs are all of a sudden going to turn into a team that's going to put six, seven guys in the line to try and, and make up for some perceived deficiencies when they feel like that they can just do what they do, which is, you know, run a lot of misdirection, try and keep defenses off that way, you know, move from some protections around, move the pocket around move Mahomes around, do that kind of thing to, to scheme around the issues that they've got and just be who they are and do what they do. Yeah,
1: I, I think you're absolutely right. I think next we need to get into what we think they actually do need to do on the field to accomplish this goal. So we'll hit that next. Are you ready for some football? It's Super Bowl season and we are ready for a championship. It's a really exciting time to be an NFL fan. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today and get a free account on BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus.
0: Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Go check out BetOnline.ag. Chain stores have different price
1: tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers. Uh, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com is for everybody, and it doesn't require a membership or an account login.
0: rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com.
2: And I really like where you were going there at the, uh, the
1: end of our last segment, because I will say this. If you see Sherman on the field and he's not lined up in the backfield, he's lined up at that H. They're trying to pull them into the middle for that underhand pass and they're going to dink it to the corner. I'm telling you right now, because that's what that whole thing
2: has been setting up all season long, in my mind. Yes? I'm nodding in complete and total agreement because I think you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I think there's going to be a lot of things that you've seen, you know, that you kind of set up and established this year that we're just going to see some different tweaks on. Uh, and with Andy Reid, I mean, you just never know. I mean, even I, I think it was Sammy Watkins talked about it the other day, saying that, you know, that they, they come in and, and they'll see plays. And, and, and then the next week you come in and you see the exact same play with an ex- a completely different result. That's just what Andy Reid does. So yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Something's been set up in that nature. I mean, I think you're going to see it Um, it, it, because I I I think that I mean I'm trying I'm thinking about what are the Bucks going to do to try and take away what the Chiefs do because I cannot imagine that they're going to come out and do the exact same thing that they did in Week 12. I mean, I think that they've got to realize that they can't challenge Patrick Mahomes. They can't they can't challenge Tyreek Hill. They've got to to bend to what everybody else in the league does. Which is forced the Chiefs to dink and dunk their way down the field. And, and if they do that, I think the Chiefs are willing to take it. But if they slip up once, I mean, and that's why I would not be surprised to see the Chiefs maybe try and, you know, take some shots downfield early to see if it's there. But given everything, I mean, if the Chiefs had, had a, if the Chiefs were told, hey, you know what, you're going to get seven possessions all day long and you're not going to be able to throw the ball more than 25 yards downfield. They'd be fine with that because I think they feel like you know, hey, well, you know what, we can move some seventy-five yard drives, eleven plays, six and a half minutes, do our business.
1: Yeah, I mean, the yak comes into play there, and I'm glad that you brought up Sammy because it sounds to me like Sammy should be available. It sounds like he's getting healthy enough to play. I, I think he has to for them to be able to attack on on any which way that they want. How do you feel about where he's at?
2: Yeah. I, we're gonna see. I mean, it it still seemed like a very mixed message on, on on Sammy. And we'll find out a little bit when the practice reports start coming out on Wednesday. If he's a full participant, Then, yeah, I think you can erase all worries. You're going to see, you know, a Watkins that might be limited a bit by rust and by stamina that maybe he's not going to be able to be out there for 100 percent of the plays. Maybe they do make him a bit more of a rotational piece, Uh, leaving out you know the question mark with Demarcus Robinson. I mean, that's also an issue, too. Um, But it's hard to believe that with the layoff and the time away that that Watkins would be able to, to have the timing and the stamina to be out there for a full game that you just have to work him in a little bit. But the way that he spoke on Tuesday about, you know, uh, you know, working with the trainers to try and get a hundred percent, 90%, 85%. The number kept going down mm-hmm. to the point where even though Sammy was saying that he feels good and he's optimistic that he's going to play. I didn't get the sense that he's a hundred percent optimistic that he's going to be playing at a hundred percent. Now, we talked about it. Maybe this is some of that, you know, smokescreen. I mean, maybe this is a little bit of, you know, trying to play possum here. But, I mean, the message that I, I was getting, at least on Tuesday, was that, yeah, Watkins is probably going to play, but that doesn't mean he's going to be
1: 100%. And I, honestly, I can't expect that he would be. And at this point, I'll take 25 snaps and and four catches. If he can do that, I think he can shape or at least help shape the game. I think that they have to do that to keep everything on their toes because when you look at the other side of the ball, I think that this Bucks offense is more mature about what it needs to do. And when you look at what Spags has to do to change his approach, I think there's some fundamentals that have to stay the same. I think he has to send the blitz from time to time, but I think he has to be more sparing with it overall and a little bit more timely. Do you think that that's still in the game plan?
2: I, I think it is. I mean, and and I'm just curious, you know, because one, Steve Spagnuolo is is more adaptable than just about any defensive coordinator in the league. I mean, he he's willing to change what he does in order to fit the opponent, and he's done it against Brady before, uh, and he's also been willing to go after Brady. So he's not going to stand down either. And and the Chiefs have blitzed a lot this season, and how much of that is. You know, feeling like that is complementary football, that it fits what they do offensively. So if they're going to play aggressively offensively, they're going to play aggressively on defense too. Um, how much of that is, you know, really trying to supplement the pass rush and what they do um, versus maybe just getting ready for the postseason and being in a moment like this where they want to be able to have that flexibility that they want to go after somebody that they can't. Uh, yeah, this is this might be the guy that it's tough to do that with because he is still smart. I mean, it's Tom Brady. He's seen it all. So he's going to be able to make those reads, which I think makes it once again. I mean, it's it's more important that you disguise everything that you do. Um, But at the same time, Brady's the guy you can go after. I mean, he's he's old. He's slow. I mean, and getting a few hits on Brady, as we've seen, I think, can make an impact as the game goes along.
1: Well, the thing that I keep thinking about is you can be effective in showing cover zero and dropping some guys out of it to completely keep him off guard. And I think that's what you have to do. That's not anything against Brady. When you have that many guys within two yards of the line of scrimmage, it's hard to know what's going on. But for me, I think they've had a tendency to to go into, especially when they're sending like someone like Snead, they're trying to do some replacement stuff that I think still lends itself towards man or match. But I think they need to go to more of a true zone blitz at times so that you just don't keep everything looking the same for him cuz he'll pick up on it.
2: Yeah, and and that's why you know I do. I wonder if maybe, you know, a lot of what they've been doing the last few weeks has been some of that. Maybe it has been, you know, showing what they want to so that when they get to the moment because they they knew and to a hand, you know, to a degree. I mean, I think that they probably felt pretty comfortable that they were going to face Tom Brady, Drew Brees, or Aaron Rodgers. They're going to face one of those three quarterbacks. And I think, the def- frankly, I think the defensive strategy against all three guys is the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe there is, to a degree, some some method to the madness of, you know, showing something late in the season, you know, last couple of weeks in the playoffs with the intent that, you know what, when we see one of these guys in, in the Super Bowl, you know, we've put some things on film that maybe they're, that, that they're expecting, but they won't be ready for something else.
1: Yeah, I I think that's got to be show them one hand and hit them
2: with the other. Well,
1: we'll see what they actually come up with. It's it's a, we're only part way through a long week, Matt.
2: Thanks for taking the time. Absolutely, we are all gonna make it, and I'm sh- I, I I think everybody's gonna have a good time on Sunday. Knock on wood. I think they. That's are my too. prediction.
1: Oh, I was gonna say okay. <laughs> Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.